Bible prophecy can be overwhelming and confusing. How can we better understand what Scripture teaches about the end times? Find out on today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs here with co-host Joseph Kerr. And with changes in the Middle East and political turmoil in our own nation, a growing number of people are asking about the last days. Does the Bible say anything about these issues we face? And if so, how can we understand prophecy and how it applies to our lives today? To answer, our guest today is Dr. Ron Rhodes. Dr. Rhodes is president of Reasoning from the Scriptures Ministries and is one of the nation's top experts on Bible prophecy. Among his 80-plus books is the latest called Basic Bible Prophecy. We're excited to have him join us again today. Dr. Rhodes, welcome back to A View from the Wall. Well, thank you. It's good to join you guys again. Yes, well, it's our pleasure, but much has changed since our last interview with you over a year ago. And as we look back at the changes in our nation in 2020 and now in 2021, what are some of the challenges believers and local churches are facing today? Well, things are challenging. Uh, You know, because of the pandemic, some churches have been ordered to close their doors to church members and to the public. This has been a spiritual detriment to the nation. Uh, This has also resulted in financial injury to many churches. And without those ties that the church depends on, there are no operational funds for the running of the church. And so now it looks like, with the current statistics, that about one in five churches in America will not financially survive the pandemic and will permanently close their doors. And meanwhile, the the, uh, churches that are remaining open, some of them are being fined exorbitant amounts of money as a penalty. And so this just makes things a little bit hard. Uh, operating within the confines of a pandemic. Something like this has never happened to us before, but this is something that's become a reality. Meanwhile, there are those who are urging the new president to make uh, policy changes that would basically make sharing the gospel a hate crime. And as you know, Jesus himself prophesied that it would be this kind of thing in the end times. If that were not bad enough, apostasy has infiltrated the church, 30% of evangelicals don't believe Jesus is God. 35% of evangelicals want to keep abortion legal. Over half of evangelicals between the ages of 18 and 35 support same-sex marriage. And meanwhile, there's a lot of talk about the Great Reset, which I'm sure you guys have heard of. And that's preparing the way for a global economy and global government. And meanwhile, the spirit of lawlessness that is so pervasive in our land is preparing the way for the rise of the man of lawlessness, who is the Antichrist. Guys, I believe that strong delusion has descended on America, with evil being called good. There's scoffers and mockers who are taunting Christians as if they're the scum of the earth. Meanwhile, people are talking about peace and safety in the Middle East. And I personally believe that that is setting the stage for the covenant that the Antichrist will one day set up with Israel. And it's the signing of that covenant that will begin the tribulation period. Now, here's the good part. I believe that the next event on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church. And the rapture itself will likely be the next traumatic event to hit the world. 
It'll happen in the twinkling of an eye, and it will be the ultimate trigger to turning the world upside down. So in short, I don't think everything is falling apart. I think everything is falling into place prophetically, just like the prophet said it would in the end time. I love that you laid it out the way you did, Ron, and it's easy to get caught up in all of the negative, especially facing all of the events and all of the fallout as a result of the events of the last year. Elections, everything else that you itemized there are completely accurate, and we don't want to get stuck on just that side of it. So given all of those facts, all of that bad news being accurate, is it easier with all of that in hindsight to share the gospel using eschatology and last days as a tool, or is it harder? Well, I think it's gotten easier myself. I say that because in past decades, there have been countless churches around the world that have completely ignored Bible prophecy. In fact, they've never done a sermon on the book of Revelation. Over the past year, however, I think that interest in Bible prophecy has escalated dramatically. I say that because the sales of prophecy books in general has gone way through the roof. Many people, I think, have figured out that what we're witnessing today, the pandemic and civil unrest and anarchy and violence and crime in the Middle East, all of this points toward the end times. Now, let me just give you an example of what I'm talking about. With the outbreak of the global pandemic, many people have become interested in Jesus's prophetic warning that in the end times during the tribulation period, there will be, and I quote, plagues in many lands, end quote. That's in Luke 21, verse 11. Jesus is referring to global pandemics in many lands. It's global. And it's not just one pandemic. He says plagues in the plural. The current pandemic, I believe, may be setting the stage for what will get much worse during the future tribulation period. And so naturally, people today want to understand what Jesus prophetically meant. Likewise, with the rise of violence and anarchy, many people have become interested in Jesus' prophecy that in the end times, sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. And likewise, they're interested in the prophecies of the Apostle Paul, which speak of people in the end times being without self-control, brutal, not loving good treacherous, reckless. Now, I think if you read the newspapers and watch the evening news, it seems like these prophecies are describing the very days in which we live. Moreover, with the rise of lawlessness in the land and around the world, many people, I believe, have become interested in the Apostle Paul's prophecy of how the spirit of Antichrist energizes lawlessness in the end times. And they want to know how all this is setting the stage for the rise of the person of the Antichrist, who is called the man of lawlessness in 2 Thessalonians 2.9. So add all that up, and what you come out with is, is this. Yes, indeed, current events, I believe, are making it easier to discuss Bible prophecy in churches and with friends and family. Suddenly, Bible prophecy has become relevant to many people around the world. 
Well, that's a good way to put it. And I remember before the pandemic, there was a survey we talked about that said 98% of American churches do not teach about Bible prophecy. I think things are starting to change a little bit there at least. And it's an encouraging sign. But at the same time, it's being spoken about more because we're going through difficult times as a nation and as a world. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this and about the timing of some of these prophetic events, because this is a major concern. When does Christ come back? When does the tribulation unfold? When does the Antichrist come? Come on the scene. We'll talk about these and more issues when we come back here on A View from the Wall. Stick with us. From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. Do you view challenges as setbacks or opportunities? In Acts 2, 3, and 4, we read that the baby New Testament church in Jerusalem was strong, growing, and blessed. But by Acts 11, things changed. The Pharisees became antagonistic, and many Christians were threatened with death. Verse 19 notes that many were scattered by the persecution, and some were pursued all the way to Antioch. Now, to their credit, most saw this scattering as an opportunity to bring the gospel to new people. In Acts 11.20, we read that the Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed. Friend, consider unexpected change as a challenge to learn and do new things. Look to God for help and hope. Scripture notes that if we seek Him, we will find Him. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. Iamawatchman.com Welcome back to A View from the Wall. As Joe and I talk with Dr. Ron Rhodes, author of the book Basic Bible Prophecy, we want to discuss some of the essentials of the end times presented in the Bible. Dr. Rhodes, you've written and taught for years on the issue of Bible prophecy. And when you develop this book on basic Bible prophecy, what are some of the themes you have chosen as the most important to emphasize in the discussion? Well, that's a good question. This is a book that focuses on the basics of Bible prophecy. It was not my goal to bury the reader in detail. There are books like that. You can go out and buy some big, fat books that just give you so much detail that it just goes right over your head. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to face or, or focus on the big picture of Bible prophecy, covering things like the rapture, the second coming, and intervening between those two events, the tribulation period and the primary personalities of the tribulation period, the primary events of the tribulation period. And then once Christ comes again, he sets up his millennial kingdom, and then after that is the eternal state. That's what you might call the big picture of Bible prophecy, and it's foundational. Guys, when a person builds a house, he first builds the foundation of the house. The house will be sturdy and immovable only to the extent that the foundation is solid. Now, by analogy, by focusing on the basics of Bible prophecy, we build a solid foundation that is immovable. And if there's ever been a time when we need immovable truth in our lives, that time is now. Not only that, I might mention something that's of particular interest to me. There are truckloads of Christians all around the world who are fearful of studying prophecy because they think it is too complicated. They think it is too difficult. They think you might have to have a doctor of theology degree to understand it. I don't think that's true. I believe that God has provided prophecies in the Bible for everyone to understand. 
and not just understand, but get excited about. And so I purposely put this book together, featuring the basics of Bible prophecy. And even if you're a complete newbie, you'll be able to fully understand prophecy by the time you finish reading the book. Guaranteed. I promise that. That's the whole reason I wrote the book. The book is strategically designed to enhance learnability. You will learn about prophecy, and you will understand it if you take the time to read it. I love that you put it together that way. There aren't 25 pages of pull-out charts and graphs and 9,000 things to memorize. You really did lay it out very straightforward, and I appreciate that so much because so many of our listeners have exactly the reaction you said. This is just overwhelming. I mean, it sounds like a lot. You've got a huge percentage of the Bible that's Bible prophecy, but you laid it out using the who, the what, the where, and the why. I want you to explain those a little bit, but start with the last one. Why did God give us so much information about the end times? Well, God didn't just give us Bible prophecy so we would have an intellectual grasp of what the future holds. He gave us prophecy because it can have a powerful impact on our spiritual lives. And I talk about that in the book. For example, prophecy motivates us to live expectantly. It helps us to live with the recognition that the rapture is imminent. It could happen at any time. And following that, we're going to be in heaven face-to-face with the Lord Jesus. What could be better than that? Not only that, but at the moment of the rapture, we receive incredible body upgrades. New bodies that never get sick, never age, and never die. So living expectantly is an exciting reality, and that's all a result of studying Bible prophecy. Prophecy also motivates us to live righteously. Prophecy motivates obedience to God and walking by faith. There is no way that you can read and understand prophecy without being changed in the process. And then finally, prophecy motivates us to live with an eternal perspective. It motivates us to keep heaven at the forefront of our thoughts. Guys, you know, I often tell people that earthly life is short, but life in heaven is long. Earthly life is like a dot in eternity, but eternal life in heaven is like a never-ending line. We ought to live not for the dot, but for the line. Or to put it another way, we should resolve to live now in view of then. And so that's all the result of studying Bible prophecy. But you see, I don't just cover the why of Bible prophecy. I also talk about the how, the who, the what, the when, and the where of Bible prophecy. And these each represent different vantage points for understanding prophecy. And by understanding all of these, we have a much better composite understanding of Bible prophecy. And believe me, I'm speaking from experience. This is the exact method I used when I studied Bible prophecy. So here's my guarantee to you. The publisher wouldn't put this guarantee on the cover of the book, but I still guarantee it. This book will change the way that you view the world and your place in it. Don't rob yourself of the joy of knowing what God says about the prophetic future. Well, that's a great way to put it. And studying prophecy will change you. I've experienced that firsthand and seen that in the lives of many. In the last couple of minutes of this segment, take a moment, if you would, Dr. Rhodes, to share some of the primary events in Bible prophecy that have yet to occur, because people have a lot of confusion about when Jesus comes back and how the tribulation unfolds. How does that work in terms of a timeline? Well, the next big event to take place is going to be the rapture of the church, and I think that's going to be traumatic on planet Earth. All of a sudden, all the Christians are going to vanish off the Earth, 
and the whole world will be in turmoil. But there's going to be a person waiting in the wings to take over. And that person is the Antichrist. He's not going to have a sign on his lapel that says Antichrist. He's going to seem to be a charismatic leader who has the answers to world problems. He's probably waiting in the wings as we speak. And what's going to happen is that at some point following the rapture, there's going to be a covenant signed by the Antichrist and Israel, and he will definitively settle the Middle East conflict. It will seem like he has all the answers to all of man's problems. But due to God's judgments that fall during the tribulation period, things still go, you know, they steadily go from bad to worse. And the fact is, you don't want to be here when that happens. That's why I'm glad that the, that God is going to remove the church prior to the tribulation period. Even then, guys, God's mercy is there. Because God sends two mighty prophets, as well as 144,000 Jewish evangelists, to share the truth. And there will be a massive number of conversions, according to Revelation 7. So even in the darkest period of human history, God's light continues to shine. Glory upon glory, the Lord Jesus comes at the end of that time, at the second coming. He sets up his millennial kingdom, which will last 1,000 years, and it gets even better. Following that, the eternal state begins, and we will live face to face with our Lord Savior, Jesus Christ, for all eternity. No more sin, no more Satan, no more sickness, no more aging, no more death, no more mourning. Guys, it's going to be awesome. So well said. It's been told that 25% of the Bible concerns prophecy. This is important stuff, and we're going to talk about it more after the break. So stick with us for more here on A View from the Wall. The Bible predicts the rapture of the church is coming. Are you ready? Soon many will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Only they will escape the dark days that are coming. A time of tribulation that will usher in the Antichrist and great destruction upon the entire earth. There's only one escape, one way, one light, one truth. His name is Jesus. He came and died so that we may live forever with Him. But to receive this new life, there are three things we must do. The ABCs of salvation. A. Admit you're a sinner and that you need a Savior. Ask for forgiveness and receive His grace. B. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came, lived, died, rose again, and will come again. Believe that He is Lord and God. C. Commit to walk His path, the path He wants you to walk, and walk it out by faith. Then you'll be ready for the return of the Lord. To learn more about the rapture and how to know for sure, visit amiraptureready.org. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. As we continue our discussion with Dr. Ron Rhodes today, we want to briefly mention his book, 
Basic Bible Prophecy. It's available now at IamAWatchman.com. It's also there with many of our other great resources on the end times and Christian living. We hope you'll check that out at IamAWatchman.com. But as we conclude in our final segment today, there's a timeline to Bible prophecy. And though we're not given all the specific dates, we are given signs of the times. Dr. Rhodes, as we talked now about some of those signs of the times, you consider anything that you see today in our news and the events unfolding that are some of those signs we need to pay attention to as we look forward to Christ's coming. Oh, you know, I could just get on a soapbox and talk to you guys for the next two hours about this. <laughs> but let me give you a couple of highlights. Sure. We know that the Jewish temple will be very prominent during the first part of the tribulation period. And really, the temple does not have to be built until the tribulation begins. That temple could be built in the first year or so of the tribulation, and the prophecies about the temple would, would then be fulfilled. The Jewish people will have sacrifices again within that Jewish temple. Well, here's the thing. Even now, preparations are being made for the building of that temple. The Jewish Sanhedrins come back together, and that's the Jewish body that elects the high priest of the temple. The Jewish Sanhedrin is presently raising money. They're on a fundraising campaign for the building of the temple. The Sanhedrin has called for architectural plans for the building of the temple. Right now, there are artifacts and various instruments that will be used in the temple that are being prefabricated by several different Jewish institutions. The point that I'm making is is that everything is being done right now, even before the tribulation period, to set the stage for the building of the temple that will be prominent during the first part of the tribulation period. Now, here's the thing. If preparations are being made for the Jewish temple, and it doesn't have to be built until the tribulation period, doesn't that mean that the rapture of the church is all the nearer? I think it means that. Another sign of the times I could point to is the Russian and Arab or Muslim alliance that is building up against Israel. It's interesting that the prophetic scriptures in Ezekiel 36 through 39 prophesy that Israel would be born again as a nation. That happened back in 1948. The prophets then said that following that, Jewish people from every country in the world would migrate back to Israel. Well, that's been happening every year since 1948. And you want to know the number one reason why Jews are migrating back to Israel? It's anti-Semitism. Worldwide anti-Semitism has motivated Jewish people to go back to Israel in fulfillment of the biblical prophets. Scripture then goes on to say that there would be a massive invasion into Israel by Iran, Sudan, Libya, uh, the nations around the Black and the Caspian Seas, like the Stan nations, Afghanistan, Turkmenistan, all the other Stan nations, uh, all in conjunction with Russia. And so these Muslim nations in Russia will launch this major attack that will probably take place right after the rapture, but I believe before the tribulation period. Uh, this makes it easy, I believe, for other prophecies to be fulfilled in the tribulation period. Now, why do I mention this as a sign of the time? Well, right now, Russia already has alliances with all of these Muslim nations. And you know what? These Muslim nations hate Israel. Right now, we do have talk about peace and safety, but there's never been lasting peace and safety between the Jewish people and the Muslims. It will require a major covenant by the Antichrist to solve all this before it's over. 
So the point that I'm making is, is that if the stage is even now being set for this invasion in the future, well, the rapture must be all the nearer. So the point is, look up because your redemption draws nearer. I believe that the rapture is getting nearer and nearer as we speak. That is such a good way to put that. Look up. And we have a group of listeners that we call watchmen and women, those who watch, warn, witness, and seek to finish well in these last days. So in the last couple of minutes here, speak to our watchmen. How can they use Bible prophecy and eschatology to speak into the times and to share the gospel? Well, what I would encourage the witnesses about is the fact that there is a convergence taking place today. If just one prophecy was being fulfilled, that would be significant. If two prophecies were being fulfilled, that would be even more significant. But we are seeing multiple prophecies converging during our day, and they're either being fulfilled or the stage is being set for the fulfillment in the near future. Just to whet your appetite, we're witnessing an incredible rise in false prophets and false apostles and false teachers. There's a great escalation of apostasy and turning away from biblical Christianity. There's a steady decrease in religious freedom around the world, and I believe that's going to hit America soon. There's a continuing rise in anti-Semitism with a parallel number of Jews going back to the Holy Land from countries around the world. And that's prophesied in Ezekiel 37. The stage continues to be set for the Russian Muslim invasion into Israel. There are efforts towards the rebuilding of the Jewish temple. There are efforts towards building a cashless society in preparation for the Antichrist control of the world economy. The current Great Reset is setting the stage for end times globalism. Biometric technology is removing privacy from the world, enabling the Antichrist to spy on everyone. Strong delusion is growing with people calling evil good. My friends, the point that I am making is that all of these prophecies are coming true. And for that reason, I say again, look up for your redemption is drawing near. It is drawing near by the day. I emphasize to you again, I do not believe that everything is falling apart. I believe everything is falling into place. That is, everything is falling into place and setting the stage for the fulfillment of multiple end-time prophecy. And my book explains it all. I hope it's a blessing to people. Well, if you are not convinced before today's episode, I hope you certainly are now. Basic Bible Prophecy by Dr. Ron Rhodes, ronrhodes.org. And what a great ministry tool to pick up. Basic Bible Prophecy from Ron Rhodes and Harvest House Publishers. And we want to thank you for listening today and being with us once again. Join us for more episodes at IamAWatchman.com. And join us next time here on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.